Hey, y'all. Welcome to Break Drink. This is Jeff. And my, I'm still Laura. We're breaking today to talk about two pressing issues that could be the same thing that I want to bring to you, Jeff. I'm excited to learn what they are. Uh, they involve tacos and email. I am very fond of one of those things. <laughs> my guess is email. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, for breakfast, for dinner, for lunch. <laughs> Email all the time. Um, yeah, they're both tasty in different ways. Um, I think they're the same issue, though, because I'm overwhelmed by both. Uh, okay, so um, you're overwhelmed, like the taco options or the uh, uh, um, availability of places to buy them? Yeah, that's one. So for those of you who know us or don't know us, we both live in Texas and um, – Thankfully, we have magazines that are dedicated just to our state and or city that uh, I may read. And the Texas Monthly said 120 tacos you must eat before you die. And that's not even like the number of taco places there are in just our immediate areas. So, one, I don't know how I'll ever get through that. There's like specialized specialized, uh, taco combinations of, of particular restaurants. Right. So, they don't have like the standard bean and cheese taco. No. Or and, like yeah, the I, barbecue breakfast taco. Exactly. So it could be like specific kinds of tacos. And for all y'all who've never lived in Texas, um, there is a Mexican flair flavor they call Tex-Mex. But there's lots of really cool eclectic tacos, taquerias, and things that I never grew up with that I – I'm sorry that if I had to leave the Lone Star State down the road that I would miss because I just don't think whether you go to a place or you even make your own tacos, which I enjoy doing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, mm-hmm. you just don't get the same sort of variety of ingredients, I would say, that's probably locally sourced and used. Yeah. Um, I, so uh, New Mexican Mexican food, I don't know their official name, so I call it New Mexican food. They use like a lot of chili peppers. Um, we don't, where I think authentic Mexican food does not use as many like peppers or those types of flavors. The green chilies Um, and the red chilies is what you're talking about. Yeah. And so in Texas, we use a lot of like, um, grilled peppers and, um, like, uh, jalapenos and which I'm, uh, I'm pro jalapeno. Yeah, me too. On really anything. Yeah, I agree. And they're not as hot as people think. And there's different types of jalapenos. Especially if you roast them. Exactly. Exactly. So, and the other things I think of that there's always an abundance of avocados, cilantro, coriander, if you're from other parts of the world, you call it that. It's still cilantro. And just like random things you could put in it to make um, the tacos you want. And let's say you are uh, just trying to clear out your pantry and or fridge and you want to make a random taco all you need is the shell and they're readily available so fresh soft taco shells are my favorite preferred i'm not really a hard taco person uh no i I would say hard tacos are um what friends of mine would say here is like gringo tacos that are served outside of the lone star state or outside of like the um, border um, our tacos, our, and if you want to think of our taco shell, our tacos are, um, like small tortillas, like smaller than like a 
burrito tortilla, right? Like it's like, um, uh, like maybe a 12 inch in diameter, um, uh, flour tortilla or, or even smaller corn tortilla, which is, uh, very popular here. Um, street tacos in mm-hmm. San Antonio are very popular. And I say, I should say South Texas, uh, San Antonio and, and down to South Texas street tacos are very popular, mm-hmm. which are typically, uh, uh, small corn tortillas with like a, like barbacoa, um, on there. I'm so hungry. It's like lunchtime. I really want a taco. Yeah. So like, let's call them hand tacos, which that's what we usually have. Yeah. And it's usually corn. I like, I do like flour. I'm not gluten-free. Um, so it's usually one of those two variations and I like mixing up my tacos when we make them at home and go, when we go to like a taqueria or we have loads of food trucks as I'm sure you do in your part of Tejas. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that the abundance of tacos and what I'm going to try is one thing and I'm concerned I'll never get through it in my lifetime in Texas. Um, do you, how, how popular are, uh, uh, breakfast tacos there? It's pretty popular. Yeah. They're, okay. You can get them always. Like you can go through, I love it that you can go through like a drive through to the equivalent of when I lived in Canada, Tim Hortons. So it's like getting a coffee, you can get breakfast tacos and then you bring them to the office and that's, that's a popular thing in the morning, which I, yeah. I'm a fan of. I was like, who brought the breakfast tacos? Amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's. So I think I think my son could eat. Uh, so I guess like the standard taco, at least uh, in South Texas. Mm-hmm. I think I didn't grow up with this necessarily, but in South Texas, like the standard taco is just bean and cheese taco, mm-hmm. and it's refried beans and cheese on flour tortillas. But the flour tortilla is like, uh, like super quality tortilla, like homemade um, uh, tortilla. It's not from a package. It's not from a grocery store. Um, so like. Just those three things are, is is pretty awesome, and my son could eat that for ninety five percent of all meals. He loves bean and cheese tacos. That's great. Like this equivalent to like kids like pizza or craft dinner somewhere else. Katie. Yeah. yeah. In fact, he's just started to like pizza. He used to not like pizza at all. So that's like <laughs> that's like a new thing he likes. So he was always bean and cheese tacos. All right. Do you want to know my other issue with abundance? It's not actually email yes. itself, um, like not the the inbox zero. That's not what I'm talking about. I want to know, a uh, pop question for you is how many emails do you have? In my inbox? No, just in general. Like how many email accounts? Oh, how many email accounts do I have? Yeah. Uh, that I have or that I check? Uh, we'll, do, we'll do both so I know why you're not answering some of my messages. So. <laughs> So, so, um, I didn't answer your messages yesterday. It was orientation day. So I didn't actually get around to email. Sure. No, that's not, uh, I'm not concerned about yeah. that, but yeah. Um, so, okay. So there's not, like my work professional one. Okay. One. Uh, I have, uh, I have two Gmail accounts. One was like, one is like, uh, soup, like the original yeah. Gmail account I got when Gmail started back before people used their names for anything. And then one that was like more recent, and also like it's also the one I use now. I basically use it to sign up for things. Okay. Um, so it gets like a lot of like spam or um, uh, like uh, updates and stuff like that. So sure. I don't I don't use it as often. And I have one Gmail account which I use that that we communicate with. Um, it's hard for me to is. It's hard for me to use Gmail as regular as I used to, um, mainly just because my work is done through an exchange account, mm-hmm. and 
uh, as as many accounts as I have, I hate having multiple accounts. Right. So, so you have three, and that's it. Uh, so I have one through my alumni. Um, okay. So my doctoral program had had uh, it was a, a a Gmail campus. So I have that email address. I don't use it though. If I receive messages from there, most things like are filtered out of that. A lot of, like all the campus updates and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if someone actually has that and sends me a message to that, I'll get it. But I don't. I don't check it. I don't send things from there. Okay. So I asked this, uh, I'm impressed. You have four accounts. Um, so I have different accounts for break work. Account. You have what? A break drink. Oh yeah. Break drink. So, there's, so a have, break, there's a break drink. Yeah. We should, we should use that. We'll talk about that one later. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about maybe using the accounts. Let us know if you guys want us to send you emails, but we don't really want emails. So just let us know. Or if you've been sending us emails, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah. It's we'll been on Jeff. It. It's Jeff. I'm so my bad. So I guess my question is because I started thinking about the different accounts and I started, uh, so I have one, two works, because I have two institutions I work for, I'm affiliated with. One has a sub email for a grant that I was working on. So let's say three work ones. I have, I'm going to count them now. Some of them are for work and different projects or communities. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Gmail accounts. Um wow. Yeah, well, one's personal. We have a joint that that's kind of our sign-up. The kid, the fur kid stuff goes there, Airbnb and stuff like that. And we can talk about that later. And then I have communities. So I have community accounts, a couple of research accounts. Um, and then I have one for my LLC, one for the research shorts, video stuff that we do. So, yeah, I've got all that. And then I have, which I didn't think about until I heard – and this is why I want to ask you these questions. The Note to Self um, podcast on getting out and escaping from Yahoo. And I don't technically have a Yahoo account, but I do because I'm a Flickr user. And yeah. Yahoo bought Flickr. And now you know who bought Yahoo, right? Uh, China. Close. Verizon. <laughs> so. Oh, no, they were going to get – weren't they going to get sold to – the big China whatever company and that fell through and now Verizon bought them. Exactly. So no, wait, no, Yahoo owns the company. It's acquisition of Yahoo Incorporated to Verizon. And actually, I, I take that back. I'm getting all my stories confused. <laughs> Yahoo, Yahoo, Yahoo's profits mostly came from their holdings of a company they had in China. Correct. So they sold off Yahoo in America to Verizon because they don't basically make anything of it. Right, and so. My thought on all this wasn't wasn't who owns what. Well, it was who owns what because Verizon bought Yahoo for probably data. And under Yahoo, I have accounts, right? So I do use uh, Flickr and we use a Tumblr uh, for Break Drink. And so it's underneath this big corporation they talked about called Oath. I don't know why it's called that. It's a weird name. But I've been starting to think about why Verizon – It sounds less evil. Oath, yeah, I take yeah. an oath not to take your data. Well, no, and so because we've talked about data and privacy in past episodes, and I was thinking about, well, what happens if they could care less about Tumblr that we use? Um, what happens if, like, they really have our Yahoo accounts to get information for users? And I was just kind of thinking about, um, not that I need to escape Yahoo as an email because I don't use it, but Flickr is under that now, and um, yeah, we we're just like. 
at the mercy of our whoever owns this company. And this is happening for other telecommunication companies um, because I think there is movements for kind of having big umbrellas of ownership. And Yahoo's not the greatest. And what was mentioned in this company, which we still use Gmail a lot for things, uh, was thinking about encrypted emails. And I don't know if you've thought about doing something like this, um, but signing up for a different service that's not Gmail, Yahoo, or anything else that's free. Um, it is free, but it, you have, if you have a lot of emails, you'd have to pay into it. And I don't know if that's something you've ever thought of, but the one that they mentioned was Proton Mail, which um, it's out of, I think, Switzerland or somewhere in Europe. And they. It sounds awesome. Yeah, so it's called Proton Mail, and you could sign up, and you can, there's like a free settings too. If you want to upgrade to something else, you and so the free would be your basic account, 500 megabyte storage, one address, 150 messages a day, and some folders. So you get more options if you go into the Plus or Visionary, and you pay probably monthly um, four dollars a month if you pay for the year. Sorry, 40, 40, four euros a month or 48 euros for the year for having encrypted mail that's similar to what I use now, but actually more private and Google does not have all that information. What, what is the odds that Proton Mail is going to be around 10 years from now? That's, that was a question that was asked and it sounds promising that people will be going this way and they have this, it's, it's a paid feature, right? So we don't pay into some things. And we do this with different accounts, whether it's Tumblr or WordPress or Google, um, Gmail. But um, I think they said there's promise there would be. And I thought of you because the host actually signed up with um, her son's name for the email saying, oh, I should get, mm-hmm. that. I should get that now. Because part, <laughs> part of it's like a digital cleanup that I've been thinking about. And I, yeah. I, I talked about, I blogged with this like uh, maybe a few years ago, but I've been thinking more about my digital bits and where they are. And I thought about you kind of camping out. And I was like, oh, I'm going to totally get the, my name and my LLC name. And I was like, yeah. I should definitely get a break drink one because I, was, I knew that we had one, but I was kind of like, this seems worthwhile. Um, and I think it will stick around because she asked the same question. Like, I'm trusting you with my son's information if they were going to use email. And is this going to change? Because it's not just moving. It's emotional. Like, what technology do you start with? And if you have to give it up, what happens? And Yeah. So I, I did a digital cleanup probably six years ago. I wouldn't um, – to like – the old my my old MySpace account, which I actually never had a MySpace page, but I had mm-hmm. an account because you had to have an account to send messages or something. Mm-hmm. So I went and deleted as many old accounts as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you're telling me about Yahoo, I'm like, I think I had Flickr at one point. I never used Yahoo's mail service. Right. I went from Hotmail to Gmail. I, did, I skipped the Yahoo in the middle, and so. Uh, my Yahoo, my Hotmail has been shut down like a long, same, uh, yeah, long time ago. Um, in fact, if I ever see someone with Hotmail, I try not to judge them, but it, it's it's hard. <laughs> um, I, it's because uh, they should have invented spam filters. Um, right, and and I'd say Yahoo um, has had just so many data breaches, and so. Yeah. Yeah, you probably if you've had a Flickr account, then yeah, and so, anything that's been owned or purchased by Yahoo gets purchased. Like the example of folks probably are never really aware when it comes like Instagram is now part of Facebook, which is part of a data source that they have now. Yeah, 
I thought I was just getting my own. I, I thought I was just paying for my own uh, um, server space, which is, you know, pretty cheap now. Like cloud cloud servers are are pretty cheap, um, and not relying on a service because I used. So when I was, we, we talked to Kay Linder last night about uh, productivity. Some when I was. Um, when I decided to use digital task managers or, or to-do lists, I used one called Astrid at first. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, like deep into Astrid, had things super organized. And after a year, maybe after two years, uh, they got – they. I want to say they sold to Yahoo. Um, they sold to someone. Yeah. Which means they shut down – they, it was an acquisition of engineers, mm-hmm. or a, it was a talent acquisition. So they shut down the product, mm-hmm. and then I went to um, a thing called Any Do or Any Do, mm-hmm. Any Do yeah. a, and I don't know if they're still around or not. And they they were supposed to be this elegant, beautiful, whatever, whatever, um, which you know is fine if it works. If it's elegant and beautiful, um, it, it was like just got to be super buggy. And I don't know if they're still around, uh, uh, still around or not, but, um, I had the same kind of thing. So I was like, I'm like, you know, my, um, to do list for me is, is too important to, to rely on the whims of free services. So, and, and not that paid services can't go away, but, um, I bought three years ago, I bought, uh, OmniFocus, Mm-hmm. which is an, an app uh, really designed a lot around um, the getting things done uh, workflow. Sure. And it's been great. And I, I've liked it. They keep, up, they keep up with it. They keep supporting it. Um, and I got the app for my phone, got that for my computer. Um, and so I've been thinking the same type of thing for email mm-hmm. is to stop relying on free services, um, which also has security Issues. issues, yeah, um, and just paying ten dollars a month for a service um, to to run my my email through there. Um, but I'm also like, it's just so much easier to not do that, right? <laughs> right. And so this is where I'm at, where the overwhelming of the amount of tacos out there and the amount of digital stuff to do with email. Um, I, I agree with you. Is I've been thinking about this a lot more and. And maybe um, it is worthwhile, like, and I've thought of before signing up for another thing, like back in the day when we're like in love with tech, we'd sign up for everything is actually reading the terms of service, understanding if you can, when you want to leave, you can leave with you and your data. Um, Because some of these services can't, like Evernote wasn't able to export. And then Pin, not Pinterest, Delicious moved to Pinboard and it's not the same. And I just was trying to think about thinking back to the spaces I occupy and as you transition to one that you might pay for, which I think I will because I have. I pay for um, Dropbox um, upgrade business because I want that security for like, – I'm doing research or I have projects. I just yeah, don't want – Yeah, Yeah, I don't want people taking that information. And then as, I, as you have um, business things, so I, I set up my LLC, I want to make sure that my client files or what I'm working on is also – confined and yeah and has some protection so i've been thinking about for email and i didn't know if you had any suggestions about that or if you had thought about anything else in terms of um yeah if you're setting up a like some sort of uh data server i'm in let's do it but, but you know also the problem with also the problem with um 
the problem with leaving Gmail is is like I, I don't know how many documents you and I have oh, shared don't, on Gmail. Don't even talk about that. I have to do a cleanup. Oh my and, and I know we can. I know we can set up Dropbox and do you know convert them to to Word docs or whatever. Um, but um, you know we've you and I have been working together digitally for I don't know eight years now. Yeah. Or maybe longer. I, I don't know. Let's just say eight years. Um, you know, we've been doing stuff together for eight years now, um, sharing doc and, and sharing documents on there, and and that's that's a lot of data that it's like it almost seems like it's like do I want to just pretend it doesn't exist and walk away from it, or do I want to like actually do the effort to go in and make different versions of that onto a Dropbox folder, like. None of those, neither of those sound great. Um, they both sound painful, but just like which one is is like more painful. So option A is throw the lights, the match into the dumpster and let it burn. Option B is start over. Option B is start digging the the hole that you want for a pool in your backyard with a spoon. Yeah, so. but but as soon as you decide, as soon as you decide option B, it was like. Oh, what was that? Where's that manuscript that we started that we didn't actually like send to a publisher? That'd be let's like dig that and there's oh no yeah I deleted that I forgot. All um, right, that, we, we that are going to take an oath that's not an oath that's a Verizon's oath. We're going to take an oath to actually think about and this is something I've been putting off because it's easy. Like digital cleanup is terrible, and it doesn't mean I don't think we have to leave Google per se. There is. Google for business as an option um, I've started to look at because it does offer you some um, different protections and encryptions if that's what you is, want. Is so, But is Google for business less creepy? Like does it – I think so. There's like there won't be ads, and there won't be yeah, there won't be things on the side. Um, so I've started to look into that a bit because you're right. We've lived in Google probably more. So what, yeah. would, what would the cost be? This Proton Mail. I signed up because I wanted to have two of my emails that were like the names I wanted, and then so I thought you'd like that. Um, but I, I think I think and I am thinking about as I think about investing in spaces you own versus ones that you just camp on. Um, you are more invested or at least I would, you hope that these technology companies are more invested when you pay. So the question that I asked in interviews and, and I think you know this was what would you do if this space or this way to use the technology or something was disappear? What would you do to fill the void? Um, I don't think we've thought about the void that could come if a technology company decides to do X and like leave or use your data yeah. or sell off. So that's what I'm, I've been, I've been thinking about that more every time I ask this question. So, so interesting. You said that, have you, have you heard of, have you heard more? I don't know when it came out. Um, a reply all episode where they talked about live journal. Oh yeah. I did hear that one. Yeah. So, so basically the live journal, um, this is like, um, I guess after blogger, but it was, um, at a little more techie type of uh, uh, blogging platform or web design platform, mm-hmm. um, and what, I don't know was Live Journal about six apart? Or was that a different company? Anyway, so Live Journal was a thing. Um, and it became super popular, and uh, the gist is it became super popular in Russia. Bought Live Journal. 
Yeah, so, so ru- the Russians ever, were like, now, I'm interested in Live Journal. It's ours now. So if you Google it, Live yeah. Journal and Russia come up together. And so, so they were able to shut down like uh, Russian sites, right? So people who are outspoken against uh, Putin, who whatever, they could just shut them down. Um, that's not the scary thing. The scary thing is to actually move the servers from the U.S. to Russia. So yeah. all the Americans who have Live Journal accounts, your data is now living on servers in Russia. And so, if you don't, don't know that this PSA is delayed for you, but you, now you know. Yeah, and I, I, I think I'm. I think I remember the purchase. I guess I didn't think about the ramifications of servers moving. Um, who might have had a, who might have had accounts and what type of data they might have now. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you, you think of like. I don't know who I don't know who could possibly buy Twitter, but if someone bought Twitter, um, if a Vodafone in Europe decided to like go in the social media business and spend seventeen billion dollars on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then all that can be moved to a different country, like what are the ramifications behind that? Yeah, um, so I agree with you. So like in these spaces, if people decide to um, remove some of their data, like let's say the delete tweets or posts on Facebook, or that's up to them because you're right. I I've been thinking about that, and a fun thing I've been thinking about is just, like, wiping everything I've tweeted about, period. Because you can always download your own archive, but wiping it um, starting over because I – and as you say, like, burn it down or whatever. But I think it – if you start from scratch, we think about things differently um, and how we use it instead of, like, what traces you've left already in, in kind of a platform or an application. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking about uh, – and I, I just need some peer pressure for this digital review cleanup and maybe taking some of my digital stuff off and archiving it somewhere else. Um, a terabyte. We have terabyte plate things or another server. I don't know. Encrypted. <coughs> um, so, yeah. I think – wait. I said live mode at night. I meant like live – was it live journal? Yeah, you said live journal. Okay. I thought I said live mail because I know we use live mail for students' accounts. So I thought I – no. Um, yeah, so I'll need some peer pressure from you, Jeff, and or advice, because I've been thinking about that, if there's some suggestions, or from anyone that's listening, because we're kind of, I th- I'm thinking as I th- think of the future, I want to prepare for if it is gone, and let's say you want to remember a lot of the blog posts you have that you've posted, or your audio files, or something in a space that you don't own, and you want to go back f- to reference or use it, uh, is it in a space that you own and control? Or purchased for, and if not, you may want to consider the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we uh, we look into that. I um because because so, and I think for me it comes down to a couple of things. There's the issues of of uh, company X could could vanish, mm-hmm. or a Russia could buy them, um, and, and um, privacy issues around it, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, Chris is. Freaks me, continues to freak me out um, on issues of privacy and our data. Um, you know what's 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 happening with that. So, um, how, how to best is there a best remedy for both of those situations? Yeah, I'm going to start small. I'm going to go through my old. This I I, did, I found the post. It was like from 2013 December. I did a digital cleanup. So I'm going to go through and audit what I have digitally. 
and what I don't need. And I can't make sure like I, in that cleanup back in 2013, I, I deleted accounts, like scraped accounts. And I, and I think I'm going to take my, um, archives off and it's going to be a slow process. So it'll not be an all thing that can happen in the next few weeks, but it'll be over the next few months. Uh, so if I find anything interesting, I will share with you and other listeners. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to start doing that now to simplify my, digital space and traces online. So that's what I'm going to work on. By the way, Live Journal at one time was part of Six Apart. What's Six Apart? Um, Six Apart was a company started by, I believe, a husband and a wife who lived six doors apart from each other. <laughs> um, and they started, uh, I'm probably going to get this wrong. It's been a long time, but I, I believe they were the people behind Movable Type. Okay. So the first website slash blog I ever had a long time ago was a, was uh, done on movable type um, as a as the clunky web HTTP uh, using FTPs mm-hmm. and their their web interface and that's how I first learned HTML was was using uh, movable type files. Um, so I think they bought LiveJournal from the original uh, developer. Okay. And then they have like they had multiple. See, I I, I don't think I ever had a, a live journal account. Yeah, I've never had one. Um, I've had some blog spot blogger, and I have a WordPress, and I have a couple WordPresses for different like research projects. But I'm thinking about moving mine to um, domains of one own, which is out of William and Mary University. A, a couple folks started that there. Uh, Tim Owens and Jim Groom. They've now created their own site called Reclaim Hosting. Uh, and I'll put a link in the show notes, but, um, essentially it's, if you want to move your stuff and do what you're saying is go back to old school days of you actually thinking about the construction of your website and setting it up. And so it does have some support strategies for people who don't know how to, whether it's read code or shift FTTP files or read any HTML. Um, but it's thinking about transitioning to a space where you can have some of those decisions. And I think, I put that on my list last summer and I didn't do it and no one helped me to it. But if I put that on my list now, then I have to do it because essentially you can um, move things. So I'm a WordPress user. I can move things into that, into that um, space easily. But I also think about, I have a slideshow account that's owned by LinkedIn. That's owned by Microsoft. Now I have a Instagram account that's owned by Facebook that I don't know have will not be bought yet. And like, so I've been thinking about the other things that I have digitally that could probably go into this own space. And it's pretty reasonable. I don't, I can't remember. It's 45. It's really like not much to pay for the domain and hosting for the, the, um, year is about $45. Like it's nothing really. And I think yeah. that's something I'm thinking about doing a bit more. And a few of my colleagues have already done that in the last couple of years. So, uh, you have to ask me like in a few months where I'm at on that. So I have accountability. So your your WordPress sites are hosted by WordPress. You don't have like separate. No, I, I never bought like I had a domain okay. when I lived in Canada. So that was two thousand and seven, six. Yeah. The original the original Brick Drink site was a WordPress mm-hmm. uh, site, but we I hosted it independent of WordPress. Like we had our we paid I I paid for our own like uh, server space mm-hmm. like a, a cloud server, uh, which wasn't a lot. Um, yeah. And so I'm thinking we should, I'm thinking about going back to that for, um, my purposes now that I, yeah. So I think I'm going to do that with my techno tools website. Um, and maybe we do something with a break drink. I don't know. I, we could talk about that. 
Okay, so it appears the six apart had both movable type, type pad, which I'd forgotten about. Oh yeah. Now, and Live Journal on one point. This is all owned by the same company now that has Vox, mm-hmm. um, which that doesn't seem right to me because Vox I thought was the same as like SB Nation, Sports Stuff, and The Verge. Um, yeah, it's a media and, company. Yeah. So, well, I've left you with an abundance of issues around tacos, email slash technologies. Uh, I think we're done for now. But, like, I think it's something, um, as we talked about the issues, I thought it would be good to also talk about some actions around what we could do to change what we do online and how we are and what we have sharing with our data. Um, Because we talk about privacies and uh, terms of service, but maybe... that's something I'm going to start working on to clean up and archive in a different way. So, yay! I have one last question. Sure. How many times a week do you eat tacos? I probably eat them, like, minimum one to two. Um, yeah, I'd say, like, probably twice a week, at least, as a minimum. Um, but it depends Breakfast tacos usually get tossed in on the weekend. Uh, there might be breakfast tacos at night. Uh, but we've been doing Blue Apron stuff, so that's also changed. Or in Hello, we've been trying HelloFresh uh, and Blue Apron. So yeah. it, if when we shop on our own, it's it's probably different. So you, how many times do you eat tacos? A lot. I I mean, it varies. Like sometimes we have a week where it's like, okay, we really need to not not eat tacos this week. Um, but we always like, have tor- – so our HEB grocery stores has like a little tortilla factory inside the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So – and they're fresh and you got to eat them you know, fairly soon so they don't like grumble or anything. <laughs> and they have like um, buttered flour tortillas that have – Those are my favorite. I love those. Yes. Uh, they have ca- cayenne tortillas, which are great with eggs. Mm. Um yeah, so the the tortillas are per, they're are pretty are pretty great. Um, so what's your number? And like for dinner, the last two nights, I've had tacos for to eat. Uh, well, I take it back. I put on a grill, made quesadillas out of them. But essentially, you know, it's going to be a taco. They were black bean and cheese tacos. I just I just put on a, I just grilled them really fast so I could pretend they were something something different. Um, <laughs> because uh, I. I just wanted to make something that was really fast and so delicious. And so like twice this week so far. We have to go. I have to go eat a taco now. I'm sorry. I'm really yeah. hungry. Um, get when, you're here in Oct- when you're here in October, we can like make some rounds. Oh, yeah. taco place every day. And maybe if you're here in October in Dallas, maybe. I will be. We'll do a taco tour. Uh, it doesn't strike me. Richardson doesn't strike me as a place that has uh, a lot of tacos, though. Is that where the thing is? Yeah. No, oh, don't worry. I've got some places. P.S. I got like free range. If I wanted to do a taco truck, I could probably. I like. I like make really good tacos. I want to brag, but mm, I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be a humble brag. It's pretty. They're pretty tasty. Right. Um. Cool. Well, you've uplifted my spirits because I'm gonna go get a taco and think about my digital stuff online later. So thanks, Jeff. Uh, all right. Talk Happy soon. eating. Bye. Yeah, bye.